My name is Paul Ryan and I am founder of gpconsult.co.uk. I work as both a pharmacist and as a GP and I am passionate about clinical pharmacology and therapeutics. I enjoy making international guidelines relevant to those of us in primary care. So in this podcast on rosacea, I'm going to talk about the treatment of flushing, the treatment of erythema and the treatment of telangiectasia. And I suppose the main learning outcomes are just the general measures used in the treatment of these. I'll talk about the intense pulse light therapy as well as laser therapy. About topical bromonidine. Um, now topical bromonidine can cause a contact dermatitis, so I'm going to just briefly discuss um, repeat open application testing to test for contact dermatitis before using a new product. Um, and finally, I'm going to talk about persistent erythema, which is not responding to bromonidine. So, regarding the flushing erythema and telangiectasia associated with rosacea, this can sometimes be the predominant symptom, um, and it tends not to respond to antibiotics. So it's important to say to the patient to ensure avoidance of triggers, um, and that's when it, a lot of times patients may forget this. So just make sure that they use, you know, SPF at least thirty on their skin and gentle skin care. Um, Next to mention is camouflage, so this, you know, you can get these green tinted moisturizers as well as color correcting creams, which people find helpful. Now regarding intense pulse light and laser therapy for telangiectasia, these work as light energy is absorbed by hemoglobin in cutaneous vessels and this leads to coagulation. Now this is not a cure and periodic treatments are needed. And I suppose the most important thing, it's used as an adjunct to SPF, to sun protecting factor creams, okay, so to reduce the UV light hitting the skin. Now, flushing may be helped by propranolol, carbidilol, or clonidine, but it's a limited evidence base, and we don't see too much of these being used. Now, bromonidine topical gel comes as a 3 milligram per gram strength, and the brand name is Merveso. It's an alpha-2 adrenergic agonist, so just like oxymetazoline and xylometazoline, you know the ultravine nasal sprays that you buy over the counter, um, which cause uh, uh, vasoconstriction within the nasal passages. And as it is an agonist, activation of alpha-2 adrenoceptors causes vasoconstriction, so back to uh, basic pharmacology. So bromonidine was initially used in open glaucoma, but it was found to reduce redness in those with persistent facial erythema. Now, it, uh, bromonidine is applied thinly and uniformly in the morning. It has a peak effect at 3 to 6 hours and up to 30% of patients, but it wears off then at about 8 to 10 hours, after, after 8 to 10 hours. It does not influence the disease in any way, and it should only be used on days when you need it to work. Okay, use on days either when at work or when redness is an issue. So it's as required use. Now sometimes people find it useful to, um, for example, if they're going to a wedding and they don't want to, uh, they want to try and reduce the symptoms um, of facial erythema. 
But in these patients, it is important that they do a trial run a week or two beforehand because it will benefit some, but not all patients with persistent erythema. But the more important point is that it can be irritating, especially if the skin is dry. Up to 16% of patients get this paradoxical or exaggerated erythema or flushing at 3 to 6 hours. And I said it, it can cause um, an allergic contact dermatitis as well as burning sensation on the skin. So with regard to allergic contact dermatitis, I just want to talk about this repeat open application testing. And this is what I'd advise patients, you know, a week or two beforehand, just to make sure that they're not actually, it doesn't cause this allergic contact dermatitis on the day. So repeat open application testing is a method of testing for contact dermatitis prior to using a new product. So, you know, you can use cosmetics, emollients, or, you know, any topical treatment. The patient should choose a hairless site with no sun exposure, such as the volar surface of the elbow or it's behind the ear. And you apply the product to the area no, five by five centimeters twice daily for one week before the event and the patient should start with a small amount of gel increase gradually based on tolerability and response and for patients not to apply to broken skin because if you apply to broken skin it's more likely to be absorbed and it can actually cause bradycardia hypotension and dizziness in some patients now finally uh, just to discuss persistent erythema or residual telangiectasia. So we know that intense, intense pulse laser therapy can cause improvement but it is not permanent and we know that a lot of people do not respond to bromonidine. There is some data from studies of topical antimicrobials, azelaic acid and oral antibiotics in papular postular rosacea that there may be some benefit in the reduction of rosacea-associated flushing or erythema. Unfortunately, RCT evidence is lacking. The bottom line is that combination therapy may be necessary to achieve satisfactory control of the disease. So in some patients, bromonidine in the morning and ivermectin then at night. So that brings me to the end of today's podcast. I hope you found it useful and I'm looking forward to delivering my next podcast.